to episode number 115 of the Couch on Ice podcast. We have had probably the biggest trade in cap year history, even though I may have said that a year ago with the Eichel trade. This surpasses it by a mile. We got some more signings. We got another head coach signed, finally. Only took forever for the Sharks to get a coach. But So we'll talk about all that. But before we get into hockey news, it's been a few days. It's been a long weekend, pretty much, since I've talked to you boys. How's it going today, Jordan? What's up? What's new? Oh, not bad. Just been up for a lot. Had a lot to do. Getting ready for that move. Yeah, getting ready for next Monday, you guys. That's what you said. You're moving on. Yep. A week from today. Yep. Basically, yeah. Well, that'll be a super exciting. Uh, good luck packing all your animals in there. That'll be a hassle in itself, especially uh, said it's gonna be a three-day journey. So. Just packing animals in boxes. Hey? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Boxes in the trunk, animals in the back. Oh, <laughs> uh, love it, love it. But don't do the opposite mistake. Sounds great, sounds challenging, uh, just don't tell any animal activists about the boxes that you're putting your animals in. Throw it over to you, Chase. <laughs> How's it going for you? How was your weekend? I saw you over the weekend at a whole big whacking party. <laughs> yeah, at the old soir, family soiree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really, like I saw you, I didn't really talk to you, I didn't even... I think yeah, you weren't there for very long. Hey? Yeah, I think I think like you went to like slap me in the in the dick, and I was like, "Whoa, don't huberdo me." Yeah. I think that's all I yeah, said that, to you <laughs> the whole whole weekend. Sounds like something. Sounds, sounds like something I do. Sounds like something we would do. Um, you better be uh, ready, ready for that if you're around me. You know, that's just how it is. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how was your golf game? You went three rounds golf there. Was it good? Bad? Absolutely shit. It's uh, a lot of golf. It got better throughout the time. Uh, the last round, I finally kind of dialed the game in decently. I was only five over, so could take that at least. Couple, couple long putts I made. Like I don't know, it wasn't too bad. Wasn't nice, too bad. nice. But, I was, I was either like the most. Oh, that's perfect hole. Like par, yeah, yeah. round there, decent. Maybe a bogey. Like eh. And then I'll have one where it's like eight. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. no, <laughs> not good. Oh, I don't think good. I chirped one. No chirps for me. No chirps. No birdies for you. Oh, I don't think I did either. But I don't even remember. Maybe one. Maybe one birdie if I was lucky. But other than that, let's get into hockey. Nobody really cares about my life. So let's talk about hockey. My life. My life. My life. <laughs> Let's bring up David Quinn and the San Jose Sharks. Uh, like DQ. I mentioned, finally making the decision to hire someone after the late firing of Budnar. What are your thoughts there, Chase, on DQ, David Quinn? Oh, the old 
DQ. Um, Rangers coach. Happy and it tastes good is what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what to say about this. I think it's pretty good. I like them. Uh, I guess it's more of a crack at uh, giving a guy a good head coaching job for a decent while, maybe kind of entrusting him with the team, see what he can kind of do, see if he can, well, just grow as a coach right like uh nothing but growing is what they want to do so if he can create that environment then i guess that's that's all the right move um yeah we'll see i I don't mind that it was late just because of the fact of what was going on and the turnover uh, and everything that's been going on with the management there uh i believe uh, getting cancer and stuff like that. I can't remember what his name was. I don't remember all the details, sorry. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, Greer with the new hand, I don't mind it. I think it's a good starting direction for a coach. Um, I didn't, didn't hate Bootner, though, so like, no. I don't know. It's, so not, not a very huge positive, but I think it is a positive. I think it's kind of a step up in a sense. But Yeah, I... Yeah. I, I'm okay with it. I'm kind of like in no man's land with this team. I have been for like two years, and I'm continuing with it. They're just kind of there right now, unfortunately. They're they're above the basement. I'll say that. Like they they shown better to me as of what I said last year. I was having them as like the bottom three teams in the league, I'm pretty sure. Maybe bottom four, but yeah, they're, they're been a bit like better the than that. Five. Yeah. I thought they would end up trading somebody but they never really did trade anybody at all hurdle cough cough (laughs) so i really do love that they kept hurdle and i've i know it's weird what's going on but like i'm not hating on everything that they're doing i'm a little thrown off by what uh greer did at the at the draft yeah trading that down was just nuts that That was was just weird to me um but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. You had to move somebody, in all reality, like a Burns or a Carlson. In the end, it was just too much money for, or a Pickles, and that would just cost so much. So. Oh yes, it would cost. It's, it was kind of necessary, but I just wonder if this means everybody's out. Which that's where I started saying I don't like that because yeah. like, then you're getting David Quinn in here to basically be like Jeff Blashill and just fucking Teach these start children. his coaching career. Um, just trying to keep a good team together, like just trying to keep a team together, you know, whether it's very together in general, right? It's just going through all the ups and downs. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's going to be a tough task, but I don't know. You hear good things about him. Maybe, maybe he can be one of the next great coaches that can really do this sort of stuff, like really get, get guys going and get things working and play yep. people when they need to be played so jordan what are your yeah, thoughts I on everything just over for san jose but yeah i think it's jordan what are your thoughts on tedious san jose thing yeah and uh, i uh, i think i'm happy that it took a while because in my mind that means my career really took a look at his selection like he took a look look at the pool of play or at the pool of coaches sorry that he had to choose from, and he really sat down and, and thought. That's what my hope is. Because otherwise, I completely agree with you guys. This is a team that is just stuck in limbo. I've said that, I think, that exact phrase for probably two years now. This is a team that's just, they don't really have a direction 
positive or negative. They're not bad enough to suck and to be outright, you know, well, this team fucking blows. Let's blow it up. Let's rebuild. Yeah, they're, they're not they're getting a top two definitely not good enough to be like, all right, let's go to the conference finals. Let's aim for the Stanley Cup. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it's just a weird, weird situation with them, and I think it's going to continue to be that for the future. Like Chase said, had to make that necessary move with Burns. I love that deal for both teams and everything, but... Uh, yeah, we'll see I how like he goes. I, I like the that he has zero really expectations going in, so he really doesn't have that much pressure, Quinn, with this team. I will say that, and Absolutely. that's a positive. Yeah, and, he's, and they got some talented got players. Better. They got some real talented yeah, he's got players. Some better, so better players, you know, like he got Lindbaum, some. Uh, I guess Kunin, maybe you can kind of pull something out of there. I, I wonder Eagles what Stern, you could do with Stephen him. Stephen Lorenz, you know, like these are solid NHL players and they have been for the last little bit though they've been in and out on being that and that's why they're on a random team on the random team with San Jose because uh, they're just not consistent basically yep no nope. it hasn't gone consistent for them so yeah this light will catch a little bit of lightning in a bottle like I said it's they're not like super down and out and I really adore them for just not giving up because everybody shouldn't be giving up, and they should be doing what San Jose sort of does instead of just literally go with, like, what's the basement? Yeah, what's the floor? Then. What's the floor cap? Okay, that's all we're spending then. You know, like what the Wings did and, yeah. like, Buffalo and stuff. Like, straight up just spend the littlest amount for three years. You won't win, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not going to be a very good team probably. So um, you'll get those higher picks, those top ten picks, which is what you're kind of looking for, which... Yeah, absolutely. But with the talent here, I don't know. We'll see. But we will see with San Jose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just just pickles, just pickles. Um, Let's let's get into the trades that happened. Um, Let's get into the lesser of the two because I feel like we're gonna take a hot minute, um, maybe two. You know, I don't think we'll take too long on the on the biggest trade in Capira, arguably, but. (laughs) <laughs> Let's start with off with a cap dump question mark for top six twenty five goal score. Oliver Bjorkstrand is going to Seattle Kraken for a twenty twenty three third round pick and a twenty twenty three fourth round pick. I'm gonna throw it to you, Jordan, first. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, honestly, I thought this was a bit of a steal. Uh, a third and a fourth. I certainly you could have at least got a second. Oh, more than that. Third third. More than that, honestly. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. At least. At a least. Like. Basically, yeah. Yeah, hey. Well done, Seattle. Because, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Just... was a good acquisition for not a little. Or, sorry, for a little bit of money. Yeah, like, you couldn't. couldn't yeah, man. Couldn't have offered, like, hey, we'll give you, like, Gustav Nyquist for, like, less than that. <laughs> honestly, to keep Bjorkstrand is my instant thought. Yeah, man, hey. Um, it does seem like, I wonder how that market ended out. Like, how... It's bad Was right nobody now. calling for them, like, straight up? Because, like, it seems like these teams are trying to put each other in positions where it's like, no, you can't just pay me to take some guy that nobody wants or is overpaid or will harness my ability and kind of just, in a sense, be a waste of money or be wasting money like 
They didn't want to push him to take, like, well, seems like you're over the cap. Give me somebody good, or I ain't taking anybody. Like, technically, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm accepting the deal. <laughs> like, I'm not offering this to you. Have you seen me offer you this trade ever? You know, Patrick Hornquist or for nothing or something like that? Like, no, no. <laughs> no, I haven't just asked you for Patrick Hornquist in Florida. So, like, they're at, like, three and a half million over, which is basically Montour's contract. But that's still not enough, really. So here we are with fucking a beautiful deal. Like, I don't know, maybe they hamstring them. This is what you can do as Seattle. This is what he was thinking, old, uh, what's his name, Francis. Yeah. Like, this is the type of stuff oh, yeah. you need to do as Seattle. And oh, I 100% agree with that. About utilizing cap space, literally being able to snag uh, Strut. Man, I'm... Man, I love this guy for like ever. Yep. Like it's he's obvious dope. why I like him. He's from Denmark, and he's right-handed. Sniping Geno's sick name. Like all check all the boxes in my head for <laughs> great player. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, 28 goals. He really like lit it up offensively um, at times last year, where it seemed like he could be a number one uh, guy. And he just seems in the weeds like Burakovsky. So it's like the same. Yeah. Same sort of crazy yeah, absolutely. I think, additions there that actually will score goals. Oh, yeah. So, this like, this is exciting a, for Seattle. Very exciting for Seattle. I, I yeah. can't agree with you more. Love Bjorkstrand. I've always enjoyed him. I've been mm. We've been waiting, I think. I, I think you and I have talked about Bjorkstrand over the years a lot, Chase, and we've wondered <laughs> when <laughs> he's going to hit that like consistent 30 goals or something like that or 20-some goals, and he's finally doing it over the past two or three seasons. Yeah. Um, he's a good example of, like, he's just a guy that I just thought was dope. Like, I yeah. seen this guy play in the World Juniors, and I was like, man, this guy's so dope. Yeah. I like, like, I don't know how good he's going to be or who he is. Like, but he's good for his NHL, age, right? Like, man, hell yeah. Like, hell yeah. So, like, it's cool to see him just actually being Being like, good. Dope. And hats so, off dope. hats off Seattle on stealing him. Uh, Columbus, though, yeah, it's just like, I, I, you have more time. This feels like a last-minute fuck, we have no options. Let's, we have to do it. Like, this is yeah, not just a player. Whatever, like, like, yeah, this isn't just some guy. This is like... This like, isn't 31, 30-some-year-old Patch Ready. This is 27-year-old who just scored 28, sorry, just scored 28 goals. Um, yeah, like, this could have been, like, why wasn't this Jack Roslevic for, like, fucking, you know, this <laughs> all, like, fourth round pick, fifth round pick, like, you know, it's, it can be. It's got to be. So, uh, it's... like I said, they had to. F- these guys are forcing each other um, with these trades. So, got to be right. I I agree. They're forcing. I just you got more time. Utilize it. That's my argument. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I a agree. pretty fair one. Am I like if that's your there last ditch? A lot of teams that are interested in taking a player with cap for a player like in return. Even if that's not a big market, like we agreed, at least a fucking second was yeah. the bare minimum that you could have gone yeah. for this. Pretty, quite frankly, pretty crazy. This draft better be deep as hell if you're Columbus thinking this. Yeah. And hopefully, you get another Bjorkstrand in like the third round or fourth round. But let's get to the trade that I feel we're going to take very long on. Um, 
I'm gonna give us each our own little So many rant. layers. Like, <laughs> there are so many like layers. Like an onion. <laughs> I'm gonna give us each our own little rant section because if not, I, we're gonna be talking over each other too much. So I'm gonna throw out the trade. Throw it to you, Jordan. You can kick it off. Chase, I will end it off. Matthew Kachuk was traded to the Florida Panthers and inked a deal with it. I'll get to that to end the trade. But it was Matthew Kachuk, a conditional fourth-round pick in 2025 to the Florida Panthers in exchange for Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwind, and a conditional first-round pick in 2025. Now, the contract for Matthew Kachuk is eight years, $9.5 million per season. And... I am just looking for the condition on the first round pick. I'll if I find it, I'll throw it out there real quick. But Jordan, what are your thoughts on the trade? I mean, props to Calgary. That's the first thing I gotta say. Calgary got their hands forced when Matthew Kachuk said, "All right, I want out, and here's the five or whatever teams he said that he wants to go to." Like it's similar to what Dubois is doing. I mean, a little nicer because he gave more than just the one fucking team but it's all it blows it, it absolutely blows to an organization because more than likely you're not going to get equal value in return because of just the timing and everything the flames did not the flames decided that they were going to take florida and run with it i think huberto for him from huberto for kachuk one for one might be fair. That's where I would be like, all right, I could do that. Then you throw on all the extra bits, and I'm just laughing to the bank as Calgary, quite frankly. Don't get me wrong. Matthew Kachuk is going to be a great fucking answer. But in in terms of where Calgary are at, and as a fan of Calgary, especially more than uh, Florida, I couldn't be happier. If, if, if Hopefully these guys stick around. That's the issue. Is You never know. But for a return on Matthew Kachuk, I think it shows the direction. They're not going to rebuild time. So I'm happy. I'm happy as a Bucks fan. That's that's the simple way to put it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chase, you're mute. Once you're unmuted, you can tell us what you think. Oh yeah, I got to mute, boys, because I'm scared. Um. Yeah, this was mind-blowing, dog. It was sweet. Uh, first thing, I guess, is... Chuchuk is, like, a land... To me, he's more of, like, a Landeskog type of dude. Like, yeah, gem. Yeah, hard to find, for sure. Definitely valued highly. Um, yeah, hey, the, unic- the unicorn. Um, but I don't think he's, like, super duper unicorn like this guy's mega epic unicorn top five player or top something crazy um world changing player uh i do think he's great and i think he's one of the elites great players in the game but it's uh it, it was a pretty decent haul especially if you're signing these guys um like a real good haul um keeping cubes and we are around but it checks 
the big, big box that broke their pencil when they went to the playoffs. And that was actually intimidation, physicality, an edge, um, a will to survive a series. Uh, yeah, it was the it was not there, and Kachuk brings that, all of that. So I think it's actually a good idea for Florida to do what they did here, because guys got to start realizing to do this a little bit more that like you have the power of that last year. Where, like, in all reality, these guys could walk away. Whether they do, oh, like, yeah. Hughes was like, can't believe they traded him because he's been there forever. He, like, literally lifted and walked this team to where it is right now. Like, that happened. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to believe it or not, him and Barkov were just, this is that, that was the team. Um, yeah, it took it's a just, minute it's, for it's, good, it's, right? <laughs> That's what's wild, but it's such a good idea because you can get who you need. And they need Matthew Kachuk for the future, the next six, eight years. This They need, like I've said, this team needs to stop fucking showing up randomly or, like, you know, becoming a team like the Flyers or, like, like you don't want to be that team. You want to actually sustain something for at least three or four years, for Christ's sakes, right? Like, give me something is what fucking some franchises are saying. Why is it always go to the cup and lose? Like, Tampa's showing you, like, it's this isn't this, – it doesn't have to be like that. Like, you can compete every year. Um, Pittsburgh hasn't shown it very well, but it is their philosophy. And it did it did work pretty well in all reality. Um, it just has faded off now a little bit. And here we are. Like, maybe it starts picking up again. It looked pretty fucking good this year. So it just, you know, things dial. Oh, I feel bad for Pittsburgh. Now we're getting deep into something else. But, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's not. Uh, before you go on off on a whole different thing, finish what you have to say on this trade, <laughs> so I can at least have a word yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll uh, I'll be quick on the trade itself because I love how you guys each kind of defended each side's points exactly how I wanted them to be defended. Um, my instant thought with it though, who wins this trade? Calgary this year for strictly this year Calgary gets the more of everything if they they sign Huberto and Uyghur I don't care they win this trade unless Florida wins like two or three cups in the next six years or whatever Um, then I'll like okay obviously maybe they needed that Kachuk I also love it for the Panthers because they need what they need. I just don't like that it had to be a 25, 2025 first-round pick because he decided to bite on two players he didn't need to bite on this year when he could have went alternative routes. Hey, gonna... man, if they didn't do that, that pick would have been earlier. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think it would have been much earlier. Um yeah, they would have lost the first round. Oh no, they got embar- They wouldn't have gotten embarrassed by Tampa. They're state rivals for them. Um, I I like it, but yeah, it's fine. I'm gonna go a different route with it though because I want to talk about Matthew Kachuk of it all. Um, Matthew Kachuk and his exit out of Calgary. I want to talk about that for a second because. Everyone's been asking it, and everyone, the easy answer for all Calgary fans I've seen on Twitter is, oh, well, it's Johnny's fault. It's Johnny left, and now Matthew doesn't think this team's good enough, and they can do anything. Um, 
I, I think that's partial. I think they're partially right in that, but being a little too critical. He didn't leave because of Johnny Goudreau. He did come out and say that, and I believe him. I agree with you that he thinks this team isn't good enough. Because if you watched how they played this year, they weren't. The whole team was not that good in this playoffs at all, frankly. Um, There's really no, not many players that showed any signs like you got some redeeming play qualities. And I'm not talking any regular season play, just the playoffs. They were embarrassing against Edmonton and very not there against Dallas. And he saw the direction they were going and wasn't going to be. And he saw, um, he wanted to be in a, the States, like clear as day. He wants, yeah, I think he wants to win a cup in his country, which I get. I can understand where he's coming from, but I just want to bring up that aspect of the Matthew Kachuk. And he's going to bring a different kind of swagger to Florida because like Chase said, he's a unicorn and he, he, I think he's a special, special type of player because I think he's... Well, he brings the whole toolkit. The whole to toolkit. Hubert, Huberto brings his his stick that he passes with. And Amazingly. Fantastic. His, his Probably insane the... hockey sense. Like yes. His, he's just got the best hockey sense and awareness and his just insane passing ability. But he really only brings that to work and Kachuk brings absolutely everything you ask and everything that needs to be done on the ice. Yes. And like the like I said, is this what they were lacking in the playoffs? Was that big checkbox of just that grittier edge that that guy that just goes out there and makes sure things don't fall apart, sort of stuff. Not that Kachuk has truly proven to be that guy in the playoffs no, yet. But he's got he is twenty four or something dumb, you know. Like you have him for his prime. That's yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And, yeah, it's a good trade for both and exactly what they need. I'm baffled. I I literally, my jaw actually dropped. Like, I am not exaggerating that. Yes. I literally sat there for four minutes with my mouth open. Like, I, 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 I'm, Dude, I don't I'm, know what to think. I was <laughs> sitting outside looking like, man, what am I even going to say about this in the podcast? I, like, I, I agree. Fucking no, man. I, like, I was so I'm happy. Still, I'm we... still chewing on this. Man, I'm still like, oh, fuck, hey, like, Uyghur's fucking sweet, dog. Like, I fucking love Uyghur. I loved Uyghur before he was even a player. I was like, man, why is this guy playing in the NHL? He could be easily playing, you know, third pair. This guy's dope. And he's just way better than Way, that. Like, like, a top so pairing guy, <laughs> potentially. So, like, like, if him playing with Tanev, like, talk about Shillington playing good uh, last year. Man, like. Playing with Tanner is probably the easiest thing to do. Wigger's <laughs> <laughs> gonna light it up, man. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like you said, this year it's gonna be a huge win. Like Calgary's not trading either of these two guys. If they, if, unless they unless have, unless they are but, that that bad and like everything yeah. falls apart in the first forty games. Oh, like yeah, but the trade deadline is obviously a different story. Oh, okay, but, like, yeah. Going in, I no, feel no. like they're not gonna. Unless somebody forces them to do like a Bjorkenstrand trade with like Uyghur or something dumb like that, like I don't fucking know. No, no. It wouldn't be terrible to flip one of them, but uh, if you have, I to. highly doubt that happens. Yeah, I, I think they they traded for these two guys for a reason. Like, yeah, they They're both open. said that they'd be that they would be pretty willing to come back. Uh, like, obviously it's early, but they'd be pretty willing to look at it as an extension. So 
Yeah. Yeah, man. They're Canadians, dude. That's huge. Oh, fucking that's Canadians. That's also big. So, they got the best package that was of Canadians. Uh, I'm sure all the people that grow up in like Ontario and Quebec in those areas are like, yeah, of course I'd love to play with Ottawa or the Leafs or Montreal, but like, and uh, I'm sure they all realize sure that like all right. it's one team or something like that. You yeah. know, like the chances are probably slim. <laughs> For sure. So um, you gotta hope that they don't try to run away like PLB. <laughs> really trying to give the West something here because it pisses me off. Fucking the East, all the all the big names like the flock there. People just like the flock there in general. It's and they be- become big names because it, it's the East and they it, have all the publicity. It has been that way. It has been that way since Pierre Trudeau was in power. It, like. When he said, when he said, um, fuck the West, we're the East, that's, that's (laughs) probably when the East started thinking they were better than everyone in Western Canada. Um, so I 100% agree with you. Um, fuck those snotty Eastern assholes. Not all of them, just the (laughs) snotty asshole ones. Uh, couldn't agree with you more. But the points, uh, I have two other things I want to bring to it, uh, this Discussion, I guess, with it. Uh, I have a couple... The other two teams that were in on him were really close to him with St. Louis. And just from what I'm hearing, I have not confirmed... This has not been confirmed or anything. They didn't offer Tarasenko because they didn't ask him to waive his no trade at all, apparently. So it didn't even get to that point. And Jordan Cairo was... A base of that trade um and i think scandela was another piece of it uh those were the two guys yeah. in the deal cool. um it was kairu hey it was kairu like, would be able to i just feel like it would have been super hard to snag kairu off that team but it, that's yeah. just me. they didn't have I got, any i got a hurricanes trade yeah okay cool i, I had only one name from the future. hurricanes so cool Hurricanes, one I saw on Twitter was right here. Uh, package including Martin Natchez yep. and a 2023 first is what. That's I, what I heard. So oh, that'd be pretty. I only heard Natchez. So Calgary definitely took the best of the three options that were available. Um, if these reports are true, that it was Natchez in a first, and then Kairu, Scandella, and. I don't know if there is anything else added to that, whether it was conditional first or not. Um, great haul there. I want to stop on Florida with it all. I'm done talking about the whole the players of it. They are still $3.5 million over the cap. I know exactly what Chase is going to say, so I'm going to skip you to start, and I'm going to throw it to Jordan. Patty. <laughs> is there any other options that... Chase isn't going to blurt out <laughs> soon that you can think of. They could go about fixing this cap issue, Florida. Because I'm struggling. I'm literally clutching at the Anthony Duclair straw plus uh, someone, something of some sort. The only thing I could think of is, is Bob. Is if somehow you make a Bobrovsky move work? I I have one in mind, and we'll talk about that later. That okay, cool. I bring up. Cool. I I'm but glad you said that. Won't save a 
time, but it will save. Okay, okay. Um, I, I'll throw it to you, Chase. You have the obvious one. Why don't you tell me how much they're going to have to give up with him instead of <laughs> just saying the obvious? Well, honestly, at this point, I'm not really sure. Because, like I said, I feel like everybody, like, the fact that we're this far and none of these moves have happened makes me really question how the GMs are approaching this year. Like, they're really, like, no, like, F you. Like, we're not just taking some guy. Like, and Arizona must be asking, like, a lot. Like, a a lot. lot. Or they're not as willing to be taken. Because, like, it doesn't take very long to fill your team up. Like, no, it really it doesn't. doesn't. Um, but yeah, Patty should be the one that goes out. I would say it's a full. This year's second round pick. They're not gonna. They're not gonna have that if they want to just go that route. I know that for a fact. I don't really. I didn't really feel like you'll need to give up something else. Uh, I'm just getting scared that it's it's Hepo Niemi or Denisenko. Like that's what people are saying, and that's it. And that, that's where they're they're just like no, like I want. You're giving me Hornquist? I'm taking one of those guys. And that's what every phone call is like or something. Because I, I don't know why they're still sitting here, right? Yeah. Um, they There's a lot of teams in this shed position. That cap. So they can do a little bit of gymnastics with, like, exactly. Maybe you can trade Bobrovsky for a guy and another guy, you know, to fill that defense, your goalie and your defense. But it's a million or two less. And then you trade Montour for a guy that's a million or two less or something, you know, yeah. and you kind of work your way down like that. Um, that's not super out of the question, but and we all know the simple answer here. you got to pay up to get rid of Hardy. Yeah, absolutely. Get over it. Bite the bullet. You bite, you bit the bullet on this with Kachuk and going with your future. Like, I do want to try to keep this team yeah. and see if we can win with this, like, insanely young team in all reality. This is only going to get better and better so um yeah big it's a big fucking uh bio year like it's an off year i wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs honestly and i wouldn't hate them and blame them for it because i I think that's an approach you take i think it'd be a great approach to take is to actually kind of purposely make sure you miss the playoffs you know like just because if you do you get that slightly higher pick you might get that gem sometimes with those 10 to 16 pick and you just you're just laughing for the forever for the next six to ten years, right? Um, but not the, next this year. This team was so talented in that regular ne- season last year. I want to cut you off for a second. I don't Sorry, see Chase. How it could happen, Chase, it, that can't man. happen. There's zero gems being picked in the first round from the Florida Panthers until 2026. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I forgot because they because they'll, they'll have to give up that second round pick. They don't have the first three. They will probably not have the first three rounds of their picks this next year. There's a good chance that they only have their second in this year's draft. That's so weird. So I. But there's still gems in the first round that maybe you can scoop up. Like I don't know, trade up for that. I don't know. Yeah, they're screwed without. They basically have this team. Maybe that's why they're so unwilling to. Uh, it's a, it's a situation. One of those young guys, because they actually will need them. Yep. And they won't be able to. Literally can't draft anybody for like, Forever? So exactly. That's why I'm so, so critical of okay. the trade deadline. But this um, just in, you could 
buyout Patrick Hornquist, and he will be counting 1.7 against your cap, and you can roster 19 players. If you want to go that route, you could could do that. I guess. <laughs> you could. It's an option, but I don't think it's the best one. This team's still trying to compete. This isn't like a, ah, let's give up. They're still a good team, obviously. But it's, yeah, this is just a situation. I, that's what I'm trying to get at, man, is I think you have to bite the bullet and be like, man, yeah. we're, gonna, we're not going to be as good as we were. We're going to oh. have to just, it, it'll, it'll look like a step back, and we have to face those facts, oh. and that's just how it Crazy. is. Crazy. Maybe we will, for next podcast, we could create a list of, because there's a lot of teams out there who have to shed cap and need to to sign their RFAs. So we'll go through all the teams, and we'll pick out a couple of uh, interesting names that they might have to swap out. And mainly the teams we'll discuss for next week on shedding cap. That'll be a key component to next podcast. Um, Let's go over to the signings, though. Because we have a decent amount over the past few days that we need to discuss. So, let's start in Pittsburgh land, where they signed Kasperi Kapanen to a two-year, $6.4 million deal, $3.2 million AAV. I want to take this one, because I don't even remember his name, but I'm going to sh- yell at this guy from Twitter, who had a blue check mark, who is an idiot. I, I didn't even care to check his name. I commented on it saying this is the coldest take. He said, this is the most outrageous overpayment the Penguins could make. And this guy's not been good, blah, blah, blah. He just basically went off on Kasperi Kapanen, and I had to correct him. Yeah, I saw you getting in an, into a war with that. I didn't even answer after. I just put one <laughs> I just put one comment. I didn't even know people answered me. <laughs> Did someone yeah. answer me? I didn't see that, actually. I have to, okay, I've checked Twitter now. Because I, I actually... Another person. I think, I think there was just, like... Too. There was not very. There's not many. I didn't think so because, comment. like, all I said was like, "Do you guys not watch the Penguins play? He's fine. He's not getting yeah, the no, points." Yeah, no. The other but... guy was just basically saying like, he, "He's not like wrong or anything." In all reality, like, he doesn't have the finish. It didn't happen. Like, and I sure, said man, that guy to end is, it. <laughs> this guy is kind of like Kessel in a sense, where he kind of tends to just float away from the play and not actually get involved but like yeah he's young he might still click in but yeah no, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm in between on what you are thinking and on what they're thinking in all reality because yeah I don't know he's a tough nut to crack he is right tough. now because he should be he should have bursted quite easily last year and he did not and Yes, I agree with that as the player. I'm I'm agreeing with the the illusion of the player. The fact of the matter you're saying he's getting overpaid is ridiculous. It's three point two million dollars. That's what you pay a middle six forward. Yeah, and there's also nothing you can do about it when it comes to RFAs. You'd have to like Exactly. Um fucking uh, I don't even remember arbitration him or some dumb shit or I don't even remember what the fuck it's called. But like he filed uh, for arbitration. Free agency just to actually sign him for cheaper. But so, yeah, it, it's so yeah, it was kind I, of bad contract. They did go three years. It was only two, wasn't it? Two years. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's not the worst. If you look at like the bring up a contract that 
um, just got signed, and Isaac Lundstrom getting 1.8 for two years. Like, it's just something I always said was like, oh, yeah, 2.25 for all these random guys for three years, but people just don't go that third year. No, no, they... Two I, years is the safest year. You can deal with it as, like, as you quick have your as expectations next year. going in. If you're disappointed, you're like, ah. But if it's like that the next year, it's like, ah, whatever. I guess that just wasn't a good contract. And right. It wasn't nothing crazy expensive. But, yeah, yeah, if he does what he does again, if there's, like, really no progression, then you get really worried about I agree. happening. Because I it agree. looks like there's a step that he's going to take, like, doing here and just being a solid all around like 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 that guy said like he just sometimes he'll just drift away at times or just not you know like it's yeah you got to be a little bit more super in and a little bit more physical in a sense sometimes or just more involved in the play and making sure those moments don't happen and keeping that puck control up with your team so there's a lot a lot of growth to go in this game fair enough fair enough um I don't think there's as much growth as people need to... I think people are bitching way too much. I think he's more of a defensive forward than people f- realize, and he's not that mm. offensive threat that people thought he would be. He can do Hold it. Up. He's got the toolkit. I don't think he has the mind for it. I never have. He's got the mind for defense, though, and the stick positioning. That's what I like. Um, I will defend this guy defensively until my <laughs> dying breath because I've seen it. Since he's been here, that's been his best attribute with his speed. So, but let's uh, let's yeah. move on. I want to ca- uh, add on to what you said. You brought up Isaac Lundstrom. Might as well continue with it. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Jordan. What are your thoughts on his two-year, one point eight million per season? Yeah, I honestly think it's a bit of a bargain. I think he's probably worth at least two mil for two years, of course. So I would say, yeah, I like it. I think it's a decent deal. Yeah, I I agree. I like. That's what Chase said, like, just go the third year for some of these guys, like, show them a little yeah. faith. If you show them... Yeah, yeah hey, give them the extra 400 grand and fucking the extra year, because, you know, like, like how, how sad, like, what is that? It's basically a little over a mil, and then, like, what, your first year, you're just, you're sad that that third year of your contract isn't, like, a $4 million deal, or, like, a $5 million deal, like, I don't know. I, I don't understand why what what it is if it's the agents and the negotiating that always brings that down to two. But then when you get older, it extends it the year, and then guys have to get just thrown out of the off the team because of their contracts in the way. Yeah, but, I, I yeah, I'm not sure. Honestly, good deal for it's listening. a good deal but, for both. Honestly, he'll do fine under that yeah. deal, and it'll help. Uh, let's Should go. Exceed it. Let's go to an in, a very interesting signing, at least uh, for my brain it is. Nino Niederreiter going to the Nashville Predators. Two-year deal, $8 million, $4 million per season. Jordan, I'll start with you again. What are your thoughts on Nino being a Nashville Predator? I love it for Nashville. I, like, I think that's an awesome acquisition, especially the price they got him for, too. I think he's worth at least five million. Especially on the open market, right? Like, well, he was on yeah, the open I market. Fully, <laughs> yeah, I fully agree, dog. I think he could have got $5 million and nobody seemed to pay him. Um, yeah. Especially for two years. Yeah. Like, really? Nobody, like, did nobody just offer him? Like, nobody thought he would take a two year deal? 
five mil or something? Like, what happened, you know? Like, how did Nashville get him for two at four? Um, but, yeah, he fits He fits in like a glove. He's absolutely exactly Michael Granlund except a winger. Just don't realize he gets points. And then you look and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, this guy does still get points. Um, a little bit bigger and stronger, and too. <laughs> one of the best defensive forwards. Yeah. Like, for our defensive wingers when uh, – in the league, great penalty killing and stuff like that. He's been just a rock for Carolina. Kind of good, good in and left, around but... the net too, which will help this Predators team. I wonder if you'll yeah, play exactly. with that. Uh, I wonder if you'll play with Jano um, uh, there, playing a line with Jano and like Sissons or like Trennan or something like that at center. One of those yeah. two. That would be pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah, Jano was playing left wing mainly, from what I remember. I don't think he was. Was he on the right wing? I think they threw. Geno plays right left wing, wing mainly, but Nino can play on the oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it was mainly. Nino yeah, plays. Been usually playing on the right side, so. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> I think. No, I... they're going to be an interesting lineup team to they see if be. they can actually pull offense out of some of these guys. Like, yeah, even playing with a Tomasino, I wonder what sort of that role that Nino gets exactly. Yeah. Like, is he the third line guy to solidify the third line? And then Sisson's on the fourth line. Like, he's playing with, like, Cody Glass on the third line. Or is he playing with Grantland on the right. second line? With, like, a Tomasino or a Tolvanen or a Janot. Like, where do the, there's lots of options here. I think it kind of balances it out. Um, I was thinking more of an offensive forward for these guys. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. I don't mind this. Like, this is – you get a smart guy who plays smart hockey, like, the right way. Yeah. People like to say. So I think that's just you infectious need... is what David Foley was going for. Is yeah, absolutely. Let's get a guy that's just infectious at being a good hockey player. So that might be the best thing for all these young guys and just the team in general. Yep. Uh, let's go over to the Dallas Stars. They sent Will Butcher to a one-year 750K deal. I'll throw it to you, Jordan. Will Butcher, Dallas, league men. I'm surprised league men. I'm very shocked at that. I thought he could have got at least, you know, not maybe not quite a mil, but like definitely more than the Yeah, I, I'll agree with that for sure. Um, he's been on, disappointing, but he's on the second to prove it contract though. So That's fair. I guess it I guess it drops yeah. down tremendously after he had a already had a prove it contract, especially for a guy that. Um, really was only a flash in the pan for like a few months or something basically in New Jersey um, tough break but he is uh, insurance for not getting a PP number one guy I think honestly well, in all reality they could still get him the best option but you could put him on the power play as like the second power because like they have like no one like this yeah you can't put Essa Lindell on the power play. No. Like you, you can't put Yanni Hockenthal <laughs> on the power play. Ryan Sutter, yeah, you could, I guess. Uh, you want to, but... Uh, it's just Miro yeah, sitting there all more offense, Yeah, it's just Miro out there for two minutes, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's insurance for that sort of sense. And obviously, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe AHL purposes. I don't really know what's going on down there. Absolutely. Uh, let's go over to Patrick Laine. He signs a four-year deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, which will take him to he's 28 years old. Four years, 34.8 million. It is 8.7 million per season. 
Jordan, what are your thoughts on Line A? I love it both ways. I think finally Line A has a reason to stick around in Columbus. And Columbus obviously needs to keep any big tickets that they can somehow manage to get being a small market. So yep. I, I think both of them win in this case, especially uh, Patrick Line A because he sticks around for not quite his his prime but he gets you know mostly good chunk of his good years right and then he can really you know tail end of his career he can really figure out okay do I want to go challenge for some more maybe more cups if he wins one who knows or go win a cup maybe if that's what he wants to do if he has it already so I like it a lot both ways Chase yeah, I really like how it lines up with the Gabranson contract because you know you don't know how much he's gonna get paid after that four million million contract, old Gabranson. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> never know what kind of raise Gabranson yeah, went for. Might, uh, might be up to six point five million by then. <laughs> uh, no, this is a super super dope deal. Four years is perfect because they got um, some young guys who'll probably only be on. Uh, an extra two-year deals or extra three-year deals and that sort of stuff, so it all kind of works out with when their young group starts actually getting their real contracts, it will be when line A's off so they can like let them just walk, which yep. may inevitably be what happens. Um, we'll give her the old kick of the can like Columbus always does every two, three, four years. Except this time, probably going to work pretty good with uh, the likes of Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Liney. Uh Looks like they're trying to create a way too much offense to handle, which will be exciting and Very fun true. to fun to watch. That's for sure. Especially with so, so nice goal teams get real comfortable when they get a goalie. Hey, yes, Once a goalie yes. shows up there an NHL goalie. Teams get real comfortable. They start fucking around quite a bit. Yeah, they start team, testing so. stuff and trying new things and going for it a little bit more. Um, I yeah, I, I this was inevitable. I, I don't want to be, like, a downer on this because, like, it's obviously a brilliant thing for both players and team. He got his $8.7 million, which is fantastic. Um, he got his chunk of money that he felt like he deserved. Columbus gets to keep him for his a good chunk of his years, like you said. I was just really hoping for Columbus's sake to get that eight-year deal. I was really hoping for eight, seven years for them. Like, this is a player that you just don't want to ever let go this could be like the best player in columbus's history um when we're done talking like he's that that talented so i'm a little disappointed but i'm not because like he stayed around for a good and he could resign i'm not saying he won't he won't he he'll just walk yeah. <laughs> but the, the, I'm, I'm the idea for i'm sorry i'm just super interested for that ufa time because like i want to know where where he chooses to play. Like, when he right. picks a place to play, where is he going to go? Yeah, um, where does he want to go? And like, how much money is it It's trippy as hell sure. to think that Goudreau went to Columbus. Like, it doesn't seem at all like he went to Columbus because he could feed Patrick Barney Pucks. No. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know why I feel like that. I do not think that's why he went to Columbus. But uh, that's just me. I don't but think like, so. But, yeah, does Line feel the same way coming back? Or, like, after this, maybe they create some magic. But, like... Yeah, real interesting because he's been a guy that I just can't figure out in a sense. He seems like such an uh, odd man out to me out of everybody for kind of just understanding uh, 
kind of how he is and his flow and I don't know himself in general. So it'd be kind of cool to see when he picks a team. Yeah, his I, own situation. For for thirty one teams, I'm sure it will be. But for yeah, yeah. the past couple years, I have been like all in on this Columbus team since they signed Wierenski to that deal. Frankly, it was pretty last year was real cool. And like Merzlikens, they got like the goalie. I just like this team. I've liked the young guys they drafted and coming up, and I've, I I love Boone Jenner. I absolutely love Boone Jenner. I loved Felino when he was there too. Like Felino was just yeah, the guy. Yeah, like yeah. oh, I wish he was my captain. Like he just seems yeah, like I just love the team. And I hated the rep they got for being, oh, nobody can get them. Nobody wants to go there when Columbus sounds like a pretty awesome place to go to as a place. So I just, I, I wanted this team to get the eight years of life. It's the That's only it. <laughs> team that looks like they don't give up and actually get back in the mix constantly. Yeah. Like, they've never actually given up. Like, yeah, it looks like they're just, like, oh, just terrible. It just seems like it's just a terrible year. It's not like they just, like, yeah, fuck it, going for number one pick here. Um, they really, like, they're, they're trying to create a hockey team. Yeah, it's yeah. maybe an off year, but it, like I said with San Jose, it's not, like, literally the off year to quit or something like that, you know? Like, it's just an off year. we got to get this back going because we need to get back into the playoffs now, you know? And yep, they always drive that mentality they're not scared to see when things are clicking and really act on that hey this is working let's add this bam boom look at that shit now we're even better oh let's you know what we haven't won a playoff series yet like fuck it let's just throw it all in and fucking make sure we get that shit like fuck it straight up like this is fucking this has been too long have we not been doing this right and it seems like they are for like 20 years in a sense but it just never seems to go the right way for them yeah, I'm really hoping at least. It shows right you that away. maybe you do have to straight rebuild. Like you have to get those number ones and get those McKinnons and like somehow fucking build around that, yeah. that sort of way instead of going like the the first uh, the the first form or the expansion that the recently happened before the last expansion. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, With, the old uh, expansion Nashville rules. and all these guys because Minnesota they've really taken the same route, but. Um, yeah, yeah those teams got fucked over. Yeah, it'll be exciting for them. But let's move on to another player. Let's go on to Stephen Lorenz. He avoids arbitration, signs a two-year deal, uh, $2.1 million, mm-hmm. $1.05 per season. Uh, I want to kick this off because I feel like I noticed this guy before like a lot of people on Columbus, like or on Carolina, sorry, two years ago. And I was like, oh, this guy's, like, super good. He's pretty quick. He's a pretty good depth guy. And, like, everyone was just like, oh, take that Lorenz out. Like, wow, they need to upgrade. I was like, he's actually pretty decent. Like, he's only 23, 22. Like, give him a chance. So I'm happy he got his million bucks. I'm really happy for him. And obviously, I think he'll do good in San Jose. They got a role. They have uh, so many open positions for all their players. Like, they got 13 forwards. And none of them are solidified on their first, second, third, or fourth line at all. So, I think that's kind of cool um, for him going into this season. But what are you guys' thoughts on Lorenz's contract? Jordan? No, I think you nailed it, honestly. I, I love it, especially for him. He gets a little more than a million, which is always awesome. That's what these depth guys really aim for, right? It's a million's the number. Yeah. Start with, anyway. Per diem. 
Get that NHL one-way per diem. That's what you need. So yeah, super yeah. happy. Chase? Uh, he's just a nice piece, man. I think he brings, like, what Nieto kind of brings. Except a little bit more spry and hop in his step. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's a it's real good contract for what he can bring. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a boomer. I'll boomerang it right back to you this next guy here quick. Uh, Euro Vakaninen, two-year deal, 1.7 million, 8.5 thousand per season, but it is a one-way contract, so he will be playing full-time in the NHL next year. Chase, what are your thoughts on Yeah, he'll be getting paid at whether he's not. Um, yeah, no, I love this. Well, this he's, he's not going down. <laughs> he'll get claimed. Yeah. Yeah, no, he'll be playing because he's looked unreal last year um even his time in boston i thought he looked really good there yeah this I is agree. just unreal to me it's like he's even in a position where i thought he could be worth like um an easy fucking one and a half for fucking a little bit man like oh talk about not trusting defensemen hey um definitely thought he deserved more than this i think this is a super big steal but it is kind of sketchy with defensemen, so I can understand why. Yeah, Hayden Flurry's been fooling us on this podcast since I started it, so I can yeah, I can attest to that. I still don't believe that. That's the weirdest thing. I can't believe they gave up on him. Like everyone they, did. <laughs> they're just like, oh, he's not a top two D man or something. Like, what is, I gotta know. Weird, gotta, weird. Like, but you Jordan, know, you know, Mackenzie Weger was in that spot for like several years, time, just being like. I was like, man, why isn't this guy playing? You know, like, he should be playing NHL. Yeah. Now he's just some crazy fucking good <laughs> hockey player. Like, not that I saw that coming, but, like, fuck. He's better than what they were showing you at the time, I agree. Just need some but... seasoning. Put some fucking seasoning on that, eh? uh, Absolutely. Jordan, do you have anything to add about back Ninen's one-way deal? No, I think you guys saw that back. Perfect. Great. I will ring it back to you for, uh, eh, it's kind of a bit of a smaller name. Maybe in Winnipeg he is. Pierre-Luc Dubois signing his qualifying deal at $1.6 million. What do you have to say about that, Jordan? By the sounds of it, he's so gone. So it's just the more of a number for Montreal to think of than uh, <laughs> Winnipeg, truly. Or Chase, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, that's just how it is. They have control of him for the next uh, year. He's going to do this until he gets his UFA. I believe he can do this again. So Yes, he can. Um, yeah, in all reality, I'll say it again, this relies on Kirby Doc and how he does for PLD to be traded and an easy trade to be made um, to get more value and understanding of who Kirby Doc is. But for PLD himself and the Winnipeg Jets, I think it's fucking amazing to get PLD at $6 million. That helps way too much. I've been having him at, like, easy seven at least. Um, so that extra mil right there frees me up just kind of fucking around on cap friendly. But, um, yeah, huge for them. They can go in and really take another stab at this year uh, and see what can go on because I really like what Morgan Barron did for them last year. I thought that was really impressive, just how he made the fourth line apparent. And I wonder what he can actually do for this team. Um, really interesting. 
what they're going to do. I don't love the defense like I've talked about all season, but for getting PLB at 6 mil, that really means you could maybe make some bold moves and try to see what happens for this year yeah. here and give her one last push before you call her a day. Yeah. Good. Retool in a little bit, right? Yep. Absolutely. Uh,. Let's be fairly quick on this next guy. You know, although it's a big contract, we didn't really bring it up when we barked it up his trade. Matthew Kachuk, his eight years, $76 million, $9.5 million. Jordan, what are your thoughts on the contract itself with Kachuk? Not necessarily the player, but the 9.5 per season. I mean, season. it's ideal, right? Like, getting a player like that, the first thing you need to consider is, okay, how long can we feasibly tie this guy down? So the fact that they can get him long-term and at a reasonable number because you know he'll require a large number. He's not just any slouch. Um, fantastic. I think it's a great deal. I love that they get the term. Absolutely. Chase? Yeah, it's too much, but not by like a lot or something to me. I think my max was literally the number he wears, 9.19 far as I would go just to make him happy or something but really that basically says I think it should have been nine so yeah but well I guess you trade for him you gotta give him what he wants yeah I I'm okay with it because like he's up at 32 <laughs> like you could like dust your hands like yeah. oh we got the absolute best years of him the absolute yeah, best years possible probably. if the cap goes up to like 90 mil which is yep. somewhat projected to be in like five to six years yep that's stupid yeah, that's fucking good deal right fine. so yeah be fine, so. i agree with that let's move on though to a couple of young guys in la i'm gonna do them together because it's the same amount of money pretty much or sorry no it's not the same amount of money but not much of a difference uh Anderson Dolan signing a one-year 750k deal two-way and Game Velarde signing a one-way uh, one-year 825k contract. Throw it to you, Jordan. What are your thoughts on Velarde and Anderson Dolan signing extensions with the Kings? I think they're a bit cheap. I'm surprised, like, especially Game Velarde. I thought Game Velarde could have got close to a million nearly. So I think if LA was going for cheap contracts, well done. To, to those guys, maybe they should talk to their agents. They could probably do a little bit better. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, a little bit. Luckily, they are only 22, so they got lots of time. But Chase, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, time to make money in the league. Chase, what are uh, your thoughts? Sorry. I think I'm starting to figure this guy out a little bit, the old Blakey? Robbie Blake. Um, yeah, he ain't giving you nothing unless you really deserve it. Yeah. Um, you're working you're working for that. Like unless you like truly earn yourself a spot, which you can't really say for any of these young guys, um, other than maybe Kaliev. Like he basically almost earned himself a spot there, which was kind of mind blowing, but still he's on the edge yep. of actually being in the lineup. Um Agreed. they've got a lot of they've got a lot of guys like you look at um Trevor Moore, Lazar, Lemieux they could have bit a little too hard into the old uh, uh, whatever you want to call it. Like the cherry, they could have bit too hard into that cherry and fucking gave them three mil or something for being like a sweet depth option and then not yeah. feel so great about it or something. But yeah, no, I, I think you can, 
I think he's got a lot in him, and that was not as much as I thought he was going to get. Valerity. <laughs> thought he'd get at least 100,000 K more or something, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, for me, I'm, they're, they're so cap sharp right now for the next, like, year or two or whatever it is until, I think next year they're yeah. a little more better with Quick's contract being a little, being done, but, it's fine deal. I think you're right. Everyone needs to prove themselves. There's maybe nine spots on the Kings that are like, yeah, that's probably confirmed on this team. But that there's three spots are wide open for probably nine rookies, or at least nine guys nine under the age of 24 or 25 in Ontario. So, yeah, I think it's gonna be a big prove it year for these two in particular along with everyone else in their age group so yeah definitely interested if what i said means anything when it comes to like the michael anderson and the jersey contract yeah like is he going to be able to get these guys for like piss all for like one year maybe because like technically that's (laughs) really all they need like you said quicks up after the at the end of this year like yeah could give us could give that money to those young guys and sign them on decently long-term deals so, yeah, um, might or be even just it. another couple-year deal it's it's interesting because you know, the next year off so you could do two one-year deals real quick and then sign them to a nice big long-term deal so real tight situation but you like you might be able to just one year deal the shit out of this and squeeze yourself yeah. under the cap like because like to me Sturzy gets gets like you could give him like a five five million dollar deal for like six years or something right now if you really wanted to like guys like 23 it's a little <laughs> premature but yeah, five but, but the way he right. played and the way he filled in like yeah. you could easily do that and it's not it's not a crazy deal so yeah, but they'll have, they have to get them for less. Like, yeah, there's no yeah. getting so. them for anywhere near that. Like, they have to go for, like, not even two mil. Yep, absolutely. Anyways, okay. let's let's get through the rest of these signings before we get hooked on a team. We'll close the podcast with just talking random teams. Uh, Jack Stanika, two-year, uh, two two-way deal with Boston signs, uh, 1.525 in total, 762K in uh, per season. So he'll have a good chance. Um, obviously, not giving him a two-way deal is the most indicator that he is not cemented on this Bruins team, even close right now. Um, that they give him two years at two-way. So I have nothing else to add. Do you guys have anything to say about Sneaker really? No, I think you said the best. They're uh, they're clearly not one hundred percent sold, but I don't think that's a bad thing, right? Absolutely. Let's get on to a player that got a pretty, pretty good, pretty good money for, especially for where we were predicting. Morgan Geeky uh, signs a one-year deal in Seattle at one point four million dollars. Uh, Jordan, what are your thoughts on Geeky? Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get go for some term, but the Seattle show is snatching a lot. Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's an overpayment right now, right? Frankly, I love Geeky. I absolutely love this kid. I think he could be something really decent, like something really cool in the NHL. Those just those players that like you just love um, for being on your team on not the most lucrative 
but I don't know. I feel like he was pretty close to a million dollar player last year just because of the fact of how much they used him. Like whether he was just amazing in the situations and scored a lot of goals it was not really what was happening. But I think it's fair. Yeah, it seems like a little much, but with progression technically like minor progression he should be worth that sort of bit um but yeah they like him they really trust this guy that's for sure they really put him yeah. in every situation they can to succeed so i don't know there's definitely something there with him so i agree they can i agree to that type of guy i i don't hate the contract it, i'm just stating he's overpaid for what he did last year Love what he could potentially be. But let's go over to Michael Kempney, also signed a one-year league min deal in Seattle. Uh, Jordan, I'll let you just take this one because you know Kempney the best. Oh, buddy. I was honestly happy when I saw this. It's time. It's been time for Kemp. I think I've wanted Kempney out since, like, 2019. <laughs> just, he was great in the cup run, and after that, it just... Whatever happened, it really fell off a cliff. So I'm happy. I'm really happy. I hope that he gets some game time in the NHL in Seattle and actually can come back for the league. Yep, fair enough. Um, let's move on to another defenseman that I think only one of us should take, and I will throw it to you, Chase. Robert Hag, one-year, 800K deal in Detroit, one-way deal. What are your thoughts on Hag coming to the wings? Uh, turns out, uh, that Mark Syke is, like, just got done surgery, so he's out for, like, four or six months, so I guess, uh, Hag's replacing the whole 7th D-man, going around being a 7th D-man, we needed a 7th D-man, I think that's pretty much basically it, it's, yeah, I don't mind Hag, I've always liked Hag, actually. I think he's pretty alright, I don't think, uh, Billy and, um, yeah, no, I always remember him being a guy who used to snatch up on Chell for fucking no reason. He was just a solid filler sort of guy. Um, he can skate. He's in his primish area, so if we need him, we can use yeah. him. I thought he was helps good push the kids, helps push everybody, and make sure they're at the be- at their best because he's good enough to play. In yeah, NHL. I I thought he was fine in Florida, honestly. Like I. With losing Uyghur, I'm not saying, like, instant replacement at all, but, like, it wouldn't have hurt to just sign him to that 800K deal if you're Florida. Yeah, that's what's real questionable, is that if he signed for that much with the Wings, what was stopping, yeah, Florida, at least? Or really anybody else taking him for that much, if not... The Leafs are looking for depth demand, too. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of... yeah. A lot of teams. I guess they gave him a one-way deal. Was that the maybe backbreaker or something? Maybe, like, yeah, yeah. He just didn't know. want to be sent down. I guess that could have been it. Totally could have been it. Um, I yeah. got one more name. The other ones are are just league men that I don't overly care about. Ryan Dezingle, one-year deal, league men with Carolina. Jordan, what are your thoughts on Ryan Dezingle? You know what? All things considered, I think Ryan Dezingle is a decent depth option for most teams, despite having become 
probably one of the league's number one journeyman, I would say. This Just past decade, yeah, over this past decade, yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that statement. <laughs> but I do genuinely think that Ryan Dezingle is a decent depth option for any team, so I'm happy for it. Chase? Yeah, he's probably not going to play again. If he could find <laughs> ice time to zone him at, like, sorry, dog, like, you're playing on that AHL team being the El Capitano or something, like, uh, welcome to Carolina Hurricanes when everybody's hurt. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, just the man who, like, had the world in the palm of his hand after being good on a bad Ottawa team, just, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Five-year difference really puts perspective on some things because I thought we were talking about this guy maybe being a consistent 20-goal scorer at the time and, like, a really good middle six, like, winger, 10-play center if you need him to type of guy. And yeah, um, got a contract, fair enough. Didn't have to go to Europe yet. Good job. Fair enough. That's like your last true deal. Yeah, well, I think we said that last year. We probably said that last year, too, but... Uh, Oh, my God. Can never have too much depth, apparently. But that's all we got for... Yeah, that's all we got for the signings. Do you guys have anything, uh, any others they might have missed? I'm looking cat-friendly, so I don't think I missed anything. They don't tend to miss anything. Nothing, really. Yeah, a couple of depth guys. Um, Somebody I do want to bring up is uh, Calgary, in a sense. They signed Matthew Phillips, but they didn't sign Glenn Godwin. And that just rattles me. Uh, Matthew Phillips is from Calgary. Uh, Glenn Calgary or whatever, so I don't know where he's actually from. But, yeah, no, he's been getting it done in the NHL for quite a while. He's been, like, basically a point-per-game guy. Um, just a smaller player, so right. five foot seven. He's kind of stuck down there. I just wonder when his day truly is. Being twenty four now, and Glenn Godwin went to Anaheim. Uh, both of these guys, right handed players. Like there's just like a lot of guys that I see like this. That like what happened to their development or the look or did you guys just not give them the eye and the right time to come in to kind of boost their growth a little bit to get them into this league because like I don't know are people just missing on right handed players it's not like they're not around like these guys seem to be doing shit in, <laughs> in leagues and other leagues and stuff it's not like there's like an insane lack of right handed players but a team like Calgary signing like Trevor Lewis and like Brett Ritchie and all this crap like pull one of these fucking kids up last year you know like but whatever yeah like, Unfortunately, Daryl Sutter is their coach, and that answers why they signed those right-handed wings. And Tree Living means this team to be successful if he wants to keep his job. So it's a whole dominoes effect with Calgary, but we'll we'll be right back. All right, everyone, you get here a bit of a cut there, but we are back for our final segment uh, where we make everything up beyond this point. There is no facts on this podcast with this. We're going to throw it to Jordan. He's going to reveal some of his interesting mock trades that he has made. And, yeah, we'll do a bit of discussion on that. So, Jordan, what do you got for us? 
Yeah, we'll start with the one that I teased a bit earlier. Uh, the first name is Sergey Bobrov. I feel like there should be a pick. I'm not sure where in this. But the meat and potatoes is Sergey Bobrovsky to Seattle for Philip Rubel. Here's my mindset. I wrote something down. Bobrovsky, I think, is better. And especially after what we saw from Grubauer last season, I can confidently say Grubauer had a much better season. Correct. I think, oh, two million retained as well on on, on Bob. Okay. So yeah. Eight million dollars so on Bob. Two, yeah. So you're paying two million dollars more, which I think is a decent upgrade. And obviously, Florida needs to pay less as much as possible, quite frankly. So I don't think it's a bad downgrade. Downgrade. Ooh. That's... I think that's a fucking amazing deal. They should go and fucking call him right now and do that. And that hope is... fucking prove our... That is the... Oh, that is the weirdest trade I've ever heard in my... I want... Like, except for the... <laughs> like, except for the retaining. Like, I don't know if you could get him to retain. Because, like, dog, Bobrovsky's contract ain't looking much better. <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't look stupendous exactly when you, when you look. Isn't it? Fuck you. Oh, it's $10 million. Uh, four years. Yeah, four, four years, years. $10 million. And Grubauer's five years, 5.9. 5. Yeah, yeah. So you're saving, like, four. Like, you could probably get a, a few hundred thousand chopped off on that. But I, I don't think you have to go to the extent of two mil, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't mind it because Grubauer, 30. 33 is Bob. Um, I'm uh, trying to, like, there's yeah. something there with Grubauer when there's a good team in front of them. Mm-hmm. And with Spencer um, Knight as a duo, but... Oh my! Yeah, you don't have to super lean on him, which ain't too bad. Spencer Knight's not gonna command so much money on his first contract, but he'll command a little bit. That should be like a couple mil, maybe three max. Like that's nothing. If you can get that for two, three years, a Grubauer contract will be pretty almost over at least. You'll yeah. be feeling all right about that, you know. So. I really, I don't hate that at all. Like, that might work. And for Seattle, it's kind of weaponizing cap space because, like, Bob would draw. Yeah, in all reality, Bob is better. Yeah. Whether he's consistent. On a bad team? Yeah. Here's here's where my thought is with it because I have so many, like, thoughts with this. This is crazy. Um, I, I think Chase is right with the retention. I don't think you retain... Um, and I think Florida adds a pick because I think this is your out instead of doing the Hornquist because that is your $3 million for this season and then you have the whatever next season, the $10 million, I guess you'd potentially have extra with Hornquist mm-hmm. gone as well. Um, so that's why I think a pick is thrown in with it, obviously. And Bobrovsky, if you're looking at both Grubauer and Bobrovsky, this benefits both of them tremendously. Well, that's exactly Be- it. It benefits both of them. Because Grubauer is not a good goalie on a bad team, but he's a great goalie on a really good team. Um, and Bobrovsky's just either good or bad. doesn't matter who the hell is in front of him. 
Like, he's just, he's a good goalie, frankly. Bobrovsky is a good goalie who just forgets how to tie his skates properly must some games. So, um, I love it. I, I To be honest, when you said Seattle after Bobrovsky, I was like, are you nuts? Like, I was talking about trading away a goalie, not adding. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, that's definitely the craziest mock trade I, I've heard. <laughs> With that's a legit, that's a legit mock like trade. Yeah, I love it. Like that's fucking what's up. I'm gonna fucking put that on cap tweet that. And watch a bunch of people's minds. Yeah, put that on cap friendly <laughs> and tweet that shit because that needs to be out in the world more than just this podcast. Um, love it, love it. Um, do you have anything else I've for us? Another one. Go for it. Yeah, I got another one. It's like good old Canadian classic. Two Canadian teams. Montreal are knocking on Edmonton floors. Montreal will want Tyson Berry and the rights to Jesse Pugliarvi in exchange for Denny Dadnov and David Savard. Oh, wow. I don't know if they... I don't think Edmonton would be able to afford that, but I do, I do like Savard going to Edmonton. That'd be pretty interesting. It's only one um, year, though. I like that. Isn't it? There's like two years. fucking being able to get Barry out for those pieces. I just don't yeah. know how that would work exactly. What was it? Hit the trade again with me. It's two years, Dadnov. It's Tyson Barry and the right to Jesse Pugliarvi for Evgeny Dadnov and David Savard. Oh. Oh, wow. I'm... Not bad. I don't hate it. It's, it's pretty perplexing. As in, like, it really... It makes you think. Is, like... Yeah, hey, it makes you wonder how that would truly pan out. Because you're getting pull RB, which is probably going to work out fairly swell. Can I tell you my biggest concern? But he's a concern. right-handed forward on a Canadiens team that has many right-handed forwards. Yeah. Um, mm. My biggest concern with this... I just don't think it'd work in the end. Yeah, my, I, I I'm, I'm, both be happy. They would be in a sense because like Barry could fill that power play hole at the moment, um, which is pretty big. But yeah, they're much more than that. They don't really need to do Habs. that right now, thing. You know, the big thing for me is I think the Habs would love a player like Cleardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, my biggest concern with this is. It, it, you're getting uh, Cody CC too, um, and Cody CC did okay. And I'm not saying he's Tyson not. Tyson Berry. Tyson uh, Berry. No, I'm, I'm talking Cody. about Savard being Cody CC too. Um, David oh, Savard. Oh, um, I see. Okay. I, I'm worried. I see. I'm I'm I like CC. I, I he did okay, but you don't bank on him being your fourth D man. You mm-hmm. put him there when you need to. Um, and if you get Savard, you, you can't do that because you're not playing Savard in that second line. There's no way in hell. On a competitive Oilers team, he's not fast enough. Um, on that end is where I'm concerned with it. The Dadnov and Pujarvi swap for one for one, I, I'm more intrigued about that um, because that helps Edmonton today and they want help today and that helps Montreal tomorrow and they want to help tomorrow. Yeah. Um, 
I I like Dadnov, and I don't know where this perception of he's just not a good hockey player came from. He's got a really effective shot, and when you put skilled enough players around him, he's extremely effective. Um, it didn't work in St. Louis because they have a certain way of playing. Edmonton's like definitely the type of team you'd want to go to. Free flowing, more offense with that McDavid dry sidle. You're gonna play with one of them most likely if you're him. So I like that. Um, I'd want something else if I'm Edmonton because Cleary's decent and big and young and could be all that fun stuff um, that you like to see. But that's the more bulk I'm intrigued about. But I understand where you're going for because Savard's better than Barry, obviously. If you're looking at defenseman changes. Yeah, that. no, that's solid. I would love that because CC and Savard would be great penalty kill options if you one two. Really give you a one-two punch defensively on the right side, and that gives all the freedom for Bouchard to really uh, blossom. You're playing him 28 like minutes an a night. An then. actual offensive D-man that can really take the reins and uh, get some shit done out there. Um, I I love that sort of sense to it. Savard did go to Montreal because like that's like home to him. He doesn't have trade so protection though. I just don't see that happening. I feel like if there's somebody to stick around, it'll be him. The um, one thing though, might be he... moved soon, but I, I see like those two guys as guys that they might try yeah. to keep because I feel like they're gonna be pretty good cheap, like bottom fucking D man later on or side pieces to these good players they have. So like I don't know, it's. My thought with Savard is... I don't is, mind it, but like, it's, like I said with Montreal, they don't need to really do anything right now. And they just acquired Dadnov, so I just don't really see it working yeah. for both sides. Um, Though I love Barry and Pugliarvi right now for Montreal. Yeah, and I, so. I like uh, the Savard moving out. I do want to throw out there, he doesn't have any protection whatsoever on his contract, and Hughes didn't sign him to that deal. Um... Something to, just to throw out there, like he has zero loyalty to this guy and bringing him in. So if he doesn't fit his plans, it don't don't matter that he wanted to be a Montreal Canadian. He's not going to be one anymore. So yeah, it, it's definitely interesting, but probably probably no, just because of the yeah, it's too many question marks for everyone involved. Honestly, that GMs are too scared to do anything about it. Do anything yeah. fun. No, I won't do anything yeah. interesting and like cool. <laughs> but do you have any other mock trades? Uh, I have one quick one, one. One final one. Perfect. I can run right by you. So it is another Canadian team, the Calgary Flames, and Chicago this time. I want Patrick Kane. I I knew you were going in exchange. In exchange, sorry. For Sean Monaghan, Ellis Elliott, a 2023 first and a 2023 third. Is that enough for Patrick Kane? Pelletelier. Love that you said Pelletelier. I love how you said Pelletelier. I love that I understood who you're talking about. You're not far off, I'll tell you that. Um, I've been wondering this for probably six months, what a Patrick Kane trade is going to look like, um, with one year deal left, 
I absolutely you think Calgary's adore. Gonna bring in another fucking score? person from the states and fucking. <laughs> right now is the time. No ties if they don't uh, want it. Man, now replace. Yeah, but they ain't giving up Peltier, dog. There's I agree no with that. They give up Peltier for that. That's, I just, that is, I, I just don't think they will time. give up Peltier. I just don't think they will do that. Him, or, like, him and Zari are pretty, pretty non. I think he is the price for Kane, but I don't know if it's worth it. Like I, I absolutely. I think it. you're right. That that's probably you're probably right on the price. Um, it's whether Calgary sees it as worth it. And this would have to be, like, another season like this where they're just, like, tearing apart teams. And, like, Maggiapani's on another 40-goal pace. Um, like, Dubé steps up in a Huberdeau's got that 100-point pace like he was in Florida and just as good. Like, Everything and to Foley's back to actually scoring 40, 30 yeah. goals or something, like you know. So, I think that that could happen at the deadline, but that would be like they have to be like the best team in the NHL, like top three or five, probably, for that to happen with Peltier. I now, feel like if yeah. there was a deal for Kane going here with Calgary, I think Lucic would go the other way because. Yeah, I if there's anything he regrets, I would think, out of true living, it would be that maybe he could have swapped Lucic and saved that money and went more deeper into getting that team going all out for the playoffs. But they were kind of screwed yeah. in the first place because Monahan did get hurt and wasn't there. So they were always missing a piece. Um, I don't know I if they're going to keep their fascination up. What's that, Jordan? Either one of Monaghan or Lucic really could go. I think if you're doing Lucic, I think maybe you change the third to, like, a second. It, like, it, it's, it's, the difference is minuscule in my mind. It's, like, the difference of a pick. See, I disagree with you, Chase. I don't think it's Lucic. I, if you're making this deal, I want Lucic on the same team, to be honest. Because if Lucic is effective when your team's in the playoffs... Um, and if you're getting Kane, yeah, you're a playoff team. That. And and if I'm Chicago, on the flip side, I'm also looking at, like, I want Sean Monaghan. Because there is very little potential, but there's potential. He could come back and be another top six center, and we could get anything for him. And if it doesn't work out, yeah, we're a bad team, and we got cap space to spend anyways. Who cares? Yeah, um, that's the thing with Chicago. They could just take Lucic, get the extra assets, and then just sign um, him like they did with, like, Thuy and, like, Dougie and stuff like that. You know, but like, take that one-year deal and let this guy prove it and give that uh, give that option to him. Because Calgary during the season, like, this would be if Monahan can get healthy and going again. If Monahan is healthy and going again, they're probably not looking to trade him away um, as, as much as they would want to. They could... Instead of send his six mil away, they can send that five mil on Lucic and get Kane half retained and then give up whatever the hell they want or whatever, right? So I think that's the, that's the more legit way that it would go down, but I don't think this would happen. Kane I, yeah, I only see Lucic being a part of this deal as if this trade happened this summer. If it's at the deadline, zero chance you trade Lucic away. If you're trading for Kane, you want Lucic on your... It's a one-year deal. 
Like it's not like it's three more years of Lucic at five million dollars get Tampa. He's done next year, so that's where I'm more okay. I, if this is two years ago and you're like throw Lucic, I'm like absolutely Lucic is in this deal. But I'm kind of finally at that point where his contract's like, well, we're finally at the end of it. We're on the ninth hole. What the hell is the point now? We didn't waste it to get rid of Neil. In fact, we did got rid of Neil to get him. And now we're stuck with him. Like, let's just wait it out. <laughs> that's, I agree. That's where I'm at with Lucic nowadays. I've been there for like a year and a half really now. on that, for sure. But, like, if you want to go for it, I would way rather have Patrick King fucking lighten it up, maybe, than oh, fucking yeah. Lucic. So, if that was the choice that I could make, I would probably do that. Well, obviously, I'm picking Kane over Lucic, but I'm talking about the Lucic Monahan argument, not Kane and Lucic. Yeah. That's an awful argument. <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting at. Is th- like, why would you, well, I didn't why, say like, that, you're though. Gonna Monahan, you're going to need Monahan. You're going to want Monahan way more fucking with Kane than Lucic with Kane. So, like, I don't know. But on I your team, uh, they're, they're both playing the same position, fourth line. I'd rather Lucic is my fourth liner than Monaghan. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is barely Sean Monaghan actually gets his act together and gets healthy. Oh, I'm... I'm like Sean Monaghan. That ship like, sailed. Yeah, Sean Monaghan is a fucking cap dump right now. Yeah, that ship sailed for Calgary in my eyes. He's, I don't see him coming back as an right effective player. He's going to fucking do something to do it, and that's not out of the coaching, so... As a, in a Flames jersey, I think it is, personally. I don't think he'll ever play another good minute into Calgary Flame. Another jersey. That would suck, but I think he could do it well as another team. I think it's just it's done. There's no love for him from the fans, frankly. The team really doesn't care that much right now. It's just it's a bad situation. All fronts for oh, everyone. Man, the Flames love this guy, like, so much. Not right now. love this guy, <laughs> Not like, right so now. Much, but, like... Yeah, well, I guess they could always change their mind in one off season, but they've always been like a super loved Calgary Flame. So I don't know. I know it's a weird situation. We've talked about these guys a lot, the old Flames, but they're they've been an interesting team the last year. Weird yeah, shit going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you guys have any other teams uh, names? events, anything that you guys want to bring up before we close out this podcast? I don't think so. I think no, so. Cool, let's let's just leave it at that then. It's been a, been a good podcast here. We'll have yeah. a lot more to talk about. We'll have uh, longer segments next week about having some guys signing, maybe a couple more mock trades in there, and we will continue with the Hockey Canada stuff next podcast we just don't want to do it every podcast so it's a damper on everyone so we're gonna stretch it out to like every two podcasts until it gets sorted out so uh we'll catch you guys next podcast go follow us on our social medias on twitter instagram youtube tiktok at the couch on ice and we'll see you guys next podcast bye guys